Alrighty. Sup, sports fans, and welcome back to Low Expectations, the Gruder Golf Podcast. Tonight you've got Haley. Hey. Kiki. Hello. Me. Done for the weekend. Um, so before we get rolling tonight, really quickly, I want to remind everybody of um, a very, very exciting event we have coming up, the world-famous Margaritas and Mulligans. Um, it's taking place on Saturday, June 26th. Um, and the location has been switched. We just announced this. It's actually going to be back at Clearview Park, a place that we're obsessed with in Queens. Best staff on this side of the Mississippi. Um, and I think it's going to be really, really, really fun. Um, our friend Sarah from Arcos Golf is actually going to be bringing a live macaw, um, which is a parrot. And so that's perfect for our Jimmy Buffett theme. Uh, loosely Jimmy Buffett themed. You don't have to wear a costume. You don't have to wear anything specific. But if you want to, you're allowed to. So that's kind of a fun possibility for you. Um, and one that you don't get at most golf outings. Um, if you need more details, obviously hit grudergolf.com. Everything's there. Always feel free to slide into the DMs, ask us questions, um, tweet at us. We do have a Twitter. Most people don't know that. Um, at grudergolf, obviously. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, hit us up. It's going to be a lot of fun. And registration closes in a few weeks. So be there or be not. Um, all right. So very 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 exciting episode um i'm sure everyone's pretty exhausted from this weekend a lot of just a really roller coaster of emotions that the u.s women's open um and we brought on a very special guest who um i think will have a lot of hot takes on this past weekend as he usually <laughs> does on most weekends um and that's the one and only tron carter um we're not gonna say his real name we're just gonna leave it at that um of no laying up so tron welcome to low expectations Thank you. Glad to be here. I don't even know if you know my real name. I don't. So that, you know. That could I'd be rather not. Exactly. Yes, we do. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> so, no, glad to be here. It was a great weekend. Um, wish it would have been in prime time, but I can, you know, I can I can save that for a little bit later in the podcast. But, yeah, it was it was wonderful. I, I, I went in thinking it was going to be kind of a, you know, runaway finish, and, and it turned into probably one of the better finishes in women's majors we've had in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm exhausted just from watching the leaderboard in general. But, I mean, we're going to take it back a little bit, too. So before even this weekend happened, you and Randy went to the media day at the Olympic Club, correct? We did. We did. We ate, uh, you know, I know everybody was inundated with burger, burger dog content this week, but we, <laughs> we did have like three or four burger dogs, um, you know, between uh, – or. For each of us, so probably eight, probably eight or nine between the two of us. Are they overrated? Uh, over how many days? Over one, just one round. Oh, one <laughs> round. Okay. okay. Yeah, you, four yeah, hours. You, you go through the you you hit the the turn stand twice during the round. We we started on I think on eight, so um, we I think we hit the turn stand three times actually. So. It's you know what I think they're properly rated. Any, anything that's distinctive at any sort of private club, like the milkshakes at Muirfield Village or Transfusions or the the South Sides at National, like all that stuff, kind of gets overhyped and everything. But I think the Burger Dog, um, it's a great vessel or a great vehicle for hamburger meat. So I'll just leave it at that. And they've got they've got great condiments. It was it was I was I went in preparing to be disappointed. And I was pleasantly surprised. I'm happy to hear that so. they are properly rated. That's exciting. 
Yeah, I don't were think enough full? things were properly rated. Eating that oh, many I, burgers I, while playing golf? That seems I felt, like a yeah, lot. Yeah, I felt terrible. They're like, they're like sliders, though. Problems. I bet if you squish it up, it'd be like a slider, right? Probably two sliders okay, put together. Like a I'm trying to help you out here. Um, <laughs> isn't two sliders It's essentially like eating a hot dog with... It's like eating a hot dog with burger meat in the middle of it. That's legit. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that goes against one of my cardinal rules for 2021, which is stay hungry. Um, so I can never get too full or too satisfied out there um, physically. <laughs> like I, I'm referring to only like my eating. You know, and are you saying out there as in like everywhere and not just the golf everywhere. course? Everywhere. When I leave my house, I need to be staying hungry. <laughs> just kidding. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Got a new beat then. No, but, but the media day was good. Uh, we played with Andy Johnson and Will Knights from the Fried Egg. And uh, great, you know, gorgeous day at Olympic. Uh, Michelle Wee spoke, uh, who's, who's been on your podcast before. Um, it, was, it was interesting to get her take on Olympics. She plays most of her golf over at Lake Merced. And then uh, got to talk to Mike Juan a little bit, who's, you know, as, as of, like, he's still waiting to kind of take on the USGA stuff. So he was just kind of along for the ride that day. Um, and really, it was, it was a delightful day. Media days are always interesting, always like I never really know uh, quite what to do. It, you know, I, like I think Randy and I used it as as hey, let's let's play this golf course so we know what we're talking about during the actual event, and we can talk about it on the recap pod and all that. But meanwhile, everybody else is kind of producing all of this, you know, tailored content. And yeah, I think Barstool is out there filming something. There was this lady in front of us. Um, it, it was like the the golfing housewife or something like that. Oh yeah, she was. Becky Robinson. She was, she was doing some stuff. Uh, we were trying to kind of figure out uh, what the hell was going on there. And she was playing with um, some, I, I think she was Japanese lady. It was, it was Did really you find that entertaining? Were you laughing at her? I need to like search for it. I, I, I definitely need to search for it as far as I've never seen it on Insta or YouTube. I need to search for it and see like, what the, what the output from that day was. Um, Cause it, Pretty it, it good. was, it was quite interesting. I mean, because she was like climbing trees, right? A couple hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then she she rolled up on us. Like she rolled back to the clubhouse at some point, rolled back up on us, and she was like, "Hey, do you guys know where where the fourth hole is?" We're like, well, this is the third hole. She's like, "Yeah, do you know where the fourth hole is?" I'm like, well, it's it's the next hole. It's gotta be up there, right? <laughs> was that so, in character? Or was that a genuine um, question? No, I think it was a genuine <laughs> question. <laughs> we were happy to help, but you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I was still playing. I was still playing left-handed at that time. So um, the the bunkers are so freaking deep at Olympic. Um, like that bunker that 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 Lexi was in uh, on eighteen. It took me like like I'm a really good bunker player right-handed. It took me like seven shots to get out of that bunker. Wow, that's humbling. Like, they're so unnecessarily deep there. The rough was thick. Uh, it's just not a very lovable course. I said that last night on our podcast. Like it's. You feel like you're just constantly on a side hill lie, or constantly, like the the air is so heavy out there coming off the Pacific when it's windy. Like I feel like, I mean, I live at sea level down here in Florida, and I feel like the ball goes 12 to 15 yards less when I'm in San Francisco than it does here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Even. Wow. So, um, yeah. So I think you know overall the media day was great. Um, you know, it just kind of gave us some context. I think. For the uh, for the weekend, do you that's think a lot that of context, it- even more so than I had after watching the weekend. So thank you, it <laughs> <laughs> was really helpful. Do you think that anybody was referencing you when they were talking about it being just full of influencers? 
and nobodies. Probably. Well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, well, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Shackleford got into a whole, a whole deal. You know, I know he he uh, he kind of stepped in a little bit, but I don't know. I think there's. I don't know really which camp we fall into. Uh, maybe we're media, maybe we're influencers. I hate that word, but if that's what we are, that's what we are. Um, but I also think there's varying degrees of influencers, yeah. right? Where, you know, I think desperate housewife lady is probably a different <laughs> degree desperate of influencer. Than well, she, I think, <laughs> or whatever. She's like she, yeah. just a legitimate comedian. Like she has like a few different. She's like a character actress. I don't know. I mean, it's tough to know these so days. It's like a shtick. Yeah, it's a yeah, stick, it's a but she has shtick. a whole. It's like. Okay. She has these like different characters and she has different Instagram accounts for each one of them. But I don't know, like with all these like internet comedians that I love, I really like, I mean, I'm looking at my phone most of the day, you know, so that's where I get a lot of entertainment. And I don't know like what the end, like, does she want to be on SNL? Does she want like a Comedy Central spinoff? I don't know, but I think she's pretty funny, actually. We have to ask her. Yeah. I Becky, have a question. Do you know how, but yeah. Yeah. how old is she? Because I can never tell. I think she's like 30 something. Okay. <laughs> Like everybody else, probably. I, that's that's what I would guess for probably seventy percent of the people that you could ask. Like probably thirty something. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it was just it was interesting. I think you know Shackleford took some pot shots at at Kira Dixon or um, you know a few others, and like who are there like legitimately working and, and being like you know like she's works for the Golf Channel. She's she said legitimate like yeah. You know, broadcast and hired by right? the USGA so I think, to do that. Exactly, <laughs> the USGA yeah. paid her to yeah. do that. Yeah, so I think there was there was definitely some you know I think some mixed signals or just not not really cutting through the clutter on his end. But the media days are always interesting because it's you know it's definitely a it's definitely a weird mix of you know very serious people and people who are there for the golf adjacent stuff. Totally. So you guys have been getting pretty into, and I, I gotta say, love the LPGA coverage that NLU has taken on. Um, really enjoy it, obviously, because we're LPGA heads ourselves. Um, almost to the point that at this point, like, I'm not watching as much PGA, like, to, because I don't want to, like, the, my two views to, like, cancel out. I want to, like, you know, the LPGA somehow, somehow like, pull ahead here. Uh, but going into the weekend, who, who was your, who's your pick? Who do you think was going to take it, or who are you hoping was going to take it? Going into like the the, the yes. full tournament or the or just the weekend? Oh, going into full, full tournament. tournament. I know. I call it all yeah. Thursdays. Or the, it's the summer, so I you know weekend start on Thursday <laughs> Round up. for me. <laughs> um, full tournament. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I felt like somebody that hit the ball far off the tee was gonna was gonna do well. Like Pat, like Patty Tavitanik hit. Um, she's a personal favorite of mine. I know. You all talked about her on your on your preview podcast. Like that was that was one that very high on her going into it. Um, I'd love to say I was high on Angel Yin, but Angel hasn't played great this year. Angel's like one of my favorites out there, but it makes sense that she played well there, and I'm super proud of her. Um, and then I think for me, I mean, very disappointed. Like Nelly Nelly Corda didn't didn't you know show up a little bit better. It was a pretty good course for her. Um, and then somebody that like I've lost a lot of money uh, <laughs> with our kind of gambling stuff this year on, and she's been so close and been in great spots. And I know you guys are all big fans of hers, <sighs> Megan Kang. Oh and my god! I was like, I tweeted on Friday. I was like, I think I got a feeling this is going to be a really big weekend for Megan Kang. And like she just the wedge she hit on 16 um, on Sunday was just brutal. I, I like I wish she had that one back. And then missed 
you know, missed three or four putts that probably like putts that you have to make if you're expecting to win the tournament. And um, you know, it'll come. Like it was, but it's just so it was so delightful watching her hit drives. I mean, just she's got that just automatic fairway finder, 265 <laughs> yards out there. It's like I love watching her drive the golf ball, and she's got such a level head. And I I really enjoyed the anecdote that um, you guys had about her, where her boyfriend like doesn't really know about golf. It's amazing, and, which is so refreshing, right? And uh, but I was like, we we did a podcast with her probably two years ago down at the CME uh, Tour Championship down in Naples, and I walked away from that just thinking like like you're more mature than I am, and you're 12, 13 years younger than I am. Um, She's just such a breath of fresh air, and um, you know, I think I think her time will come. She's she's been on tour for what six years yeah. now, and she's you know I think she's just reaching her prime. So I know. I, I mean, it's really I, fun to always see her in the uh, in the top group. She's been up there so many times, and I feel like it, you know one of these weekends it's going to drop for her because you know she's been so close so many times at this point. Yeah, I was talking to my friend Tsunami Curtain, also a past pod. She came on before the uh, before the other, the last U.S. Women's Open in December, which it felt like it was also like not a lot of time to pass since that one because it, obviously it's only about a half year. Um, but she was saying, I really thought we were talking on Friday, and like you know, Megan was doing really well, and we're like, oh, is this gonna be? She was like, I'm gonna take a red eye out on Saturday, you know, but I'm not gonna let her know that I'm there if like she's in contention. Like I'm gonna go. She's the best. Um, but she's also saying that. You know, Olympic was set up kind of well for Megan because she plays out of Boston Golf Club, which is also pretty tight, pretty tight course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was really, you know, fueling my fire throughout the weekend. I was really, really, I, I just kept waiting, you know. But Haley, I think you're right. I think she's knocking on the door. She's ready. Um, yeah. But the other shoe is going to drop. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. I think others, I was expecting a, you know, I don't know if she has enough swing speed or quite enough distance for it but like Celine Boutier I love watching her play um she's she's I'm a huge fan I just think she's got a she's not quite long enough off the tee I don't think and and she's not you know like it was tough to watch like when Toledo last year when um on 18 there but um you know others I think like I think Brooke um you know which Brooke and Angel kind of had the same same kind of thing happen like Brooke shot 78 in round, round two. Angel shot 79. Um, I mean, I you know either of them is is probably winning the tournament if they shoot two, three over par that day. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know. It's just it's so it's so deep. And then we haven't even talked about any of the Korean ladies like you know NB, uh, Lee Six, Jin Young Ko, Sohyun Ru. Like there there's just I feel like women's golf is so deep. And 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 going back to your point from earlier, like I've I've found myself. I didn't really watch the Memorial this past weekend. And, you know, I had to watch a little bit of it just to talk about it on the podcast, but especially with the commercial free stuff on, on NBC and, and uh, golf channel, I was pretty much locked in on it. It was, it was painful to switch the channel over to Memorial and just be inundated by commercials. Um, and I'll probably, I'll probably be, you know, I think Congaree will be interesting for the men this week, but it'll probably be somewhat similar this week with the ladies truly being in prime time at Lake Merced um, you know, kind of that six to ten p.m. time slot there. It's going to be perfect, and I think like, that's the secret sauce for the LPGA. I think is getting more of these, you know, more of these finishes that that aren't going directly up against, you know, not just men's golf, but just other Simone sports Biles. in general. 
know? Yeah. You can't well, go head to head. I don't want to be against I, her. Are you joking? Well, I waited, yeah. I waited into into gymnastics Twitter last <laughs> Wait, night. Wait, I, uh, I really want to hear what, more What was that this. like? I really want to hear yeah, more about that. Holy shit. I mean, it was like... <laughs> What's going on in there? claws out, their knives out. They had like, some good points. Were, you know, who, who the F cares about golf? You know, da 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 da. It was, it was like I, you know, it made golf Twitter and and anything we do on Twitter look look relatively tame. Jen, what so. were their points? Well, okay, were they were like, points? you know, what do we have? Four meets per year, and I was like, fair. But you guys don't know what's going on over here either. Like, it's not just about like golf. It's like you know, it's a major. Like, you know, wait, were LPGA. you tweeting and defending? No, no, no. I was just saying you... this. This was all verbal in my head. <laughs> These weren't tweets. This that was, was to Leonard. No, this it's like, me talking it's to like I wanted to raise my hand and be like, oh, but like Fox got rid of the contract and like. NBC's got to fit this in, and like you guys don't know what's going on, and all this stuff. Wait, why I'm didn't like, you? And, and, I, and I, are you losing your fastball? No, did, <laughs> no I, well that was just that's a whole like that's me like putting my hand into like a you know a snake hole and like getting bit by a copperhead or something. That's just not you know I don't think I'm prepared for gymnastics Twitter. Yeah. Um, but you know I think like going back to it, like I do think NBC was in in between a rock and a hard place and was super super critical of of. The USGA and NBC for going off of threesomes, off of two tees yesterday. And I said, like, I don't think they would ever do this for a men's major. Been told today that I think they're planning on doing that for Tory Pines, which seems insane to me because, like, a primetime major, like they they plan these things out five, six, seven years ahead of time. Primetime majors are like what the USGA, the PGA of America, like, you know, dreams of, right? As far as ratings and and just. You know, kind of critical mass there. So it'll be interesting, I think. You know, and then add to that the Olympics being shifted into this year versus versus last year. And um, but yeah, I think the whole thing just felt. I'm not even answering. I'm just talking extemporaneously <laughs> here. I apologize, but it's a quick. I, like, I, I do get fired so up fine. about this. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I don't know. I feel like I like nothing against Rich Lerner or Morgan Pressel, but like like why Dan Hicks and Judy Rankin and Karen Stuffles weren't in the booth together all weekend was just like that was kind of beyond me right it's it felt like it just felt a little bit more small time than it should have i think yeah no i i agree like i personally and like also you know i'm not coming from like a golf a like a you know a lifetime of watching golf so like i'm looking for a little more pizzazz i think in the booth um I haven't found myself really connecting with really anybody like Morgan and Tom don't really do it for me personally. You know, like I'm sure they're very good at being golf commentators, but like I think for, you know, our demographic of like people that maybe like, you know, just looking for a little, a little influencers in there. Is that what you're saying, Jen? Yeah, it's like these, it's like these polite no, tones, <laughs> Not right? that far. I think there's like a middle ground of like, I mean, like, you know, like a Hallie, you know, not Hallie, you know, I don't know if yeah. that's like a thing, but like, just like a, you know, I don't know. Someone speak my language, you know? I'm, I'm totally with you. I think, I think it's also like, there's a, there's an emphasis here where all these, all these networks keep kind of crying poor and say, Hey, like, you know, there's demand from a very, you know, from a, from a very specific segment of our audience to watch, you know, to, to, to televise and to put more LPGA up here. But, um, but just using the same kind of broken, tired model that they're doing for PGA Tour golf, when like it's, it feels and, like I don't mean this as like a, a slight. I feel like it's actually an opportunity of like it feels a little bit low stakes for them to where like, hey, if if it is legitimately like 
kind of low ratings, then throw shit against the wall and like try new stuff and get like you know so, like some of these ladies that 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 finished up early in the day on Saturday and Sunday, get them into the booth and just rotate them through the so booth, fun. talking about fun. their peers and talking yeah. about, and it just seems like it's it it just seems kind of lazy and uncreative, right? Where um, you know, and and I feel like they did some good things this week. And and Beth Hutter, the she's the um, the female lead producer for Golf Channel, like did some great things. I thought the Thursday Friday coverage was great. They showed a ton of golf shots. The drone footage was was awesome. Um, but it just felt like, man, like it just felt really formulaic, right? And then especially at a place like Olympic, where I think sometimes they feel like they're they're building all these towers and building all this infrastructure to put cameras on when sometimes it feels a hell of a lot more authentic and real and you provide more context when you have uh cameras like like handheld cameras and you're you're like on i think they on 17 they had one behind less um lexi and nasa where they're showing like the cant of that fairway and just how uphill it is where when you're showing all that from a tower behind the green, all that stuff gets washed out and totally flattened, and it and it could be, it could be anywhere USA, not Olympic Club in the middle of San Francisco, you know. Yeah, no, that's I, a hot take. I hear you. And then even oh, this take. is like a dumb thing too, but like, <laughs> even like the commercials are boring. Like, again, personally, like I feel like the financial. I feel like Jen, services... you're really volunteering to take this over. <laughs> just from an entertainment value standpoint but like there's so many like financial services and like i feel like all the commercials are really geared towards that like elderly male audience that i feel like we're always hearing about in golf and if you're trying to i mean i don't know like why wouldn't you know like beats by dre i'm always bringing up beats by dre because i'm like hoping for the beats by dre open to happen at some point um but like that's a cool sponsor you know what i mean like that's a cool commercial like why don't you get some like cool cooler commercials for even like the commercial breaks <laughs> totally. you know like where are those people? i think also like it kind of shocks me like that they that they put all this emphasis on it seems like the biggest market for lpga golf is in korea and japan especially when you have a japanese player in the mix and it, it's crazy to me that like they could have done it in prime time and not only are you getting prime time on the east coast but you're also getting it first thing in the morning over in korea as well versus you know kind of in no man's land where they did it and it like all this stuff i know it's part of a puzzle and everything but it just it just feels a little bit short-sighted and i think you know but then you go back and you listen to mike Wan talk about how important it is for them to increase the profile just by being on network tv so we talked about it a little bit on the pod last night like what's you know what does a prime time setup look like on golf channel um versus uh three to seven p.m on nbc mm. You know, and 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 how do those two things, you know, kind of differ? And I guess, but I guess my answer to that at the end of the day is like, if you're not improving your product and, and really putting emphasis on being creative and everything, then like, it doesn't matter how many casual people are dropping in on the NBC telecast. You're not gonna like trick them into watching a boring golf telecast. Yeah, right. Because you know? they're not gonna come back. They're not gonna seek it out. Yeah. and go look for it later, or the next time. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, you're trying to hook that person first time and then next time they see it on, you know what, I watched that last time and I learned a lot and these ladies are really interesting and, you know, and because like, like I find, I mean, just going back to like my personal experience with it, like I, I've found that in like we have to be careful with our audience because 
they're like, oh, you're you're virtue signaling, or you're you know you're you're like forcing this down our throats because you know there's probably twenty to thirty percent of them that just don't legitimately just don't want to hear about LPGA golf, and to each their own. But like, I, I'm actually more interested. Like the the deeper I get into it, the more I'm hooked because I think it's it's legitimately like they have an opportunity to go play more interesting courses because they're not hitting the ball five miles, <laughs> like you know all these courses that have kind of been passed over in the in the men's pro game because the distance is just out of control. The women can go play those courses. And then I, I just find it a heck of a lot more relatable as far as, you know, just the style of play and the margins are so much thinner. Like I think if, you know, you look at you look at Yuka Sasso for instance, like she, you know, her getting LPGA status is massive. This is her second second major or um, you know, NASA, like same you know, kind of same deal. And there's it's it's a little bit more you know it's it's huge over in Asia and so there's a little bit you know more of a of a safety net over there but I just get so tired of like you know you flip on a PGA Tour broadcast and Cameron Tringali has been on on tour for nine years and he's made like you know twenty two million dollars or something <laughs> you know and it's like there's no there's no like like what does this mean right there's no whereas like you're seeing like it's the same reason I like watching Corn Ferry Tour golf like there's like the money means something, right? Like they're trying to get ahead and, and really, um, you know, really just like carve out a path for themselves. So I think that's like, it's when there's meaning behind it and it's not just like the, you know, ABC, you know, open presented by company X each week and you're just playing for FedEx cup points and another $10 million when you've already got $30 million in the bank. Like that's just, it. I, I think it just resonates a little bit more for me. Yeah, thousand percent. And I mean, we haven't even talked about Yukasaso yet. <laughs> no, no, a little bit into the podcast, yeah. and she did win. And the pop-off yeah. rule loved how quickly that has now a become like a rule that is called the pop-off rule, and that we got to yeah. see it again so soon. Like that felt really special too. It's like oh, somebody without status winning like in like a total life-changing totally. major, and you know, like seeing how much like Sophia Popov is like you know, how do I do it? Popped off um, in the past couple of years. <laughs> I, do, I do it all the time. It's like my favorite. My favorite I, I appreciate the pause. Uh, <laughs> dramatic effect. Um, but she's like a bona fide star do do now. It? You know what I mean? Like, I think that most people who like even follow the LPGA remotely, like know who she is. So I'm excited to kind of see and like also her being the youngest and all that stuff. I mean, obviously not the other not the only um, young phenom of the weekend, which we'll get to in a minute, but um, what do we think of that? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I think with Sophia, it's almost to the point where Friday afternoon she wasn't playing very well, but they kept the cameras on her and people were bitching about showing her too much, which I think is an interesting kind of dichotomy versus, you know, the last couple of years and, you know, um, a little bit of what we're, you know, I feel like the networks are always a little bit too late coming to the story versus... <laughs> taking that chance and showing a couple couple shots early but um but no i think i mean yuko she's i mean a her swing is is you know i would say incomparable but obviously there's the there's the rory <laughs> comp there um but it's 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 so fearless and i think the thing that stuck with me was um was a her post-round interview was so i mean i can't i cannot imagine going on uh you know a just like being what she's 19 yeah. being you know being 19 i watched her a little bit last year at the u.s women's open in houston 
and I think she finished like top 15 or something. And she was, she was, that was her first major. Right. And, um, and she's, she's got a presence about her. And I think it's super interesting that like, like I have enough trouble speaking English. Right. And she's speaking her third language from Filipino, Japanese, and now English and doing so confidently and eloquently and like with substance and grace. And so it was an awesome post round interview. And then I think just, some of those comeback putts that she had, where I mean, I would have, I would have shit my pants, <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like an eight or a ten footer coming back on that that eighteenth green or you know on on nine. Like that was she, she. A I give her credit for for bold strokes, trying to win the tournament outright uh, in regulation. But B like stepping up to the plate and, and you know after the seeds of doubt have been sown after you just blew the ball eight to 10 feet by coming back and, and just knocking it in it was wild. So. That was so insane. I mean, I kind of knew that she was going to be someone to watch when she wore that all yellow outfit. Um, I knew you were going to bring that up. I like think about it all the time because that's how I remember a lot of people is by like, if they've worn an outfit that I've noticed, I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to keep an eye on that girl. You know, it was like, her kill bill outfit. <laughs> It was it was a thousand percent Kill Bill, and I loved it. And like you know, I've <laughs> continued to think about it a lot. Like you know, the Danielle Kang dress, which I bragged to the starter at my club um, about this weekend. I got to tell Bob for I tell you guys that. Um, wow, <laughs> was he impressed? He was just like didn't really know what he to was say. Confused. I was like, yeah. Not yeah. only did we interview her, she I have a dress that used to belong to her hanging in my closet because she sent it to me. And he was like, <laughs> what the hell are you up to? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a really good question. Um, so, but I mean, and to and to start your round with like two doubles, like yeah. two doubles in the first three holes, right? Like I yeah. crawl up in the fetal position and just quit, or I just start drinking heavily. Like one of those two things. I don't, I don't just keep playing hard. <laughs> well, also she one under on her last fifteen holes. Also, the way that Lexi started Sunday was fucking scary. So like, yeah. she's with Yuka yeah. playing that way or starting off that way Sunday, and then you know playing with Lexi. I yeah, I would have probably seen myself out. Yeah, but well, we all saw what happened. That's why I'm not a competitor. It's a good thing she didn't see herself out, though. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Which I don't know if anyone has any comments on on the uh, the person who didn't win. Um, Shout out to Lexi. Yeah, Um, yeah. I've tried to kind of like be try to be fair or whatever, but I think the 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 stuff, the ball marking stuff, a few years ago kind of stuck with me with Lexi. And I've just never, I don't know, I've just, A, I don't like her swing. It's just Wait, like, what was the ball mark? What's the ball mark? What's the ball mark? Yeah, also, I don't know about we, that. So we're oh, kind of, again, you know, like, newer to the scene. Yeah. So I know that, like, she's been around forever, but, like, we've never seen anything. Like, I think that when we came, like, on the scene kind of, like, you know, 2016, 2017, she was in her, like, um, she was, like, regrouping or something. Like, I, I got the sense that yeah. something was, you know, going on with her, but... Haven't really, like, seen or heard a lot from her, but she's one of the biggest names, but I've never been able to... Like, I know she's, like, you know, always a contender, but, like, I don't get, like, the star status other than, like, the young phenom thing. I'll be honest. I've never really understood it either. I mean, other than, like, the just just simple youth of, like, she's the youngest to ever yeah. do this, this, or this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was her, what, 50-something... Which, like, what the know, hell? She's insane. <laughs> she's, like, 20... She's, like, 26... Um, and you know, and, and I think there's this, there's a fair bit of empathy for her too, because she was thrust in the limelight and has two two older brothers who play, you know, 
like ultra competitive golf, like professional golf. But, um, it, you know, I think there was just, there was something, I don't know, this was, this was like three, four years ago at the, I think it was the ANA. She got, basically she, she, she was marking her ball, like much closer to a hole, like not on the mark basically. And, or no, she was, she was marking it in, like behind the ball and then in front of the ball. She was moving it from one side of the mark to the other, which seems so oh. trivial and weird. But hmm. you know, it just like I don't know. That just doesn't just doesn't sit right with me. And well, yeah, it's sketchy. Having well, it's, it's cheating. Yeah, that's totally, why. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys exactly. are correct. But like you know, and, and like so many people were like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing. She's in the heat mountain. She's like a seven or eight year veteran at this point. This yeah, is, you know, like I said, she's this week was her fifty something, you know, major. But and like fair bit of empathy for being thrust into the spotlight and there's a weird family story there like alan shipnock wrote an article this week kind of digging into like lexi being kind of a lot more positive and a lot more you know just a lot happier this week which was great to see i I did definitely notice that and i give her credit for taking strides in that department but like so often in the past i've just felt like man she does not enjoy playing golf or she does not want to be there and um yeah i mean like i don't want like the family stuff like go read go read alan shipman's article like there's just i guess her her um when she was growing up or before she was born her uh, her older brother's dad died and in, in like a ski accident I think. and then the mom married his his brother like straight away and then they didn't tell the kids for whoa yeah, like what yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just go. Like, I don't. I like. I'm. I'm gonna get stuff wrong. And I'm not gonna do it justice. But like, it's kind of a crazy story. There, there's a lot there. Wow. Wow. And then, you know, I think. She, and so, she, I think she was always resentful of the fact that she, that you know, her fame or her her success forced the family to kind of be public about this or or have to reconcile with this in public. And then. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, and then, like, I think they're, you know, like, I, again, empathetic, where, like, there's some of the, there's some of the um, Naomi Osaka stuff, right? Where, like, it's, you know, I think she's struggled very publicly, right? And that's a t- really, really tough spot to be in. Um, but also, like, yo, you've been doing, like, you're a veteran. You've been doing this for, you know, nine, ten years at this point. Like, it's, this is, this is what the millions of dollars are for. Right. And, and, you know, again, I don't know where that line is between like, hey, this is what the money's for. And like, also, we need to treat people like they're vulnerable human beings because because they are. Right. But it's just, you know, it's just I think that's kind of like yesterday. It was like her her, her agent pulled her away from the microphones after two or three questions and she was crying and all that. But sometimes it's like that's when people like that's when you earn new fans. Right. That's yeah. when you know, kind of through adversity and through that and you let people in a little bit. I mean, maybe she's just not in a headspace to do that right now. But, um, and lastly, like, I just, I don't know, the swing, I just always feel like her wrist is going to explode. You're scared for her. It just doesn't, it's just not, it's just not a comfortable looking swing, you know? But I mean, I, like, I give her a ton of credit. Like there's a couple of tee shots down the stretch Olympic, I think, uh, 13 and 16, where you, you have to hit like a ripping draw off the tee. And I mean, like really, really turn one over. You gotta hit like a three wood and just hit like a snap hook basically. And she did that. I mean, she did, you know, but then she missed the fairway on 17, hit driver, missed the fairway on 17, which is like the one thing that like, you can't do. Like, like she's, she's, 
she hits her three iron as far as or probably farther than most of the other ladies hit their yeah. their driver. Just just hit that, get it in the fairway, and you're still only gonna have like six iron in or seven iron in. And then she kept under clubbing herself all day. Like the like on seventeen she tried to hit a nine iron from like one forty two or one forty three, which you know, into the wind, uphill. Like, you know, I mean, I probably hit my nine iron like 158 and like i'm hitting eight iron there you know like that's a real like and in, in, like into a heavy heavy pacific ocean breeze you know the pacific ocean is just on the other side of that hill so i mean I, I think i like on the one hand i feel bad for her as a human but on the other hand like it was as a golf fan like that was so much fun to watch because you could tell like when she stubbed that chip on 11 like you could tell like yo this is happening right now and it was really interesting yeah going into sunday i was a little bit bummed almost because i was like oh shit you know like this is gonna be like slightly boring you know like whenever somebody has Mm -hmm. like a big lead like that like i mean i don't know it's just not as entertaining but then it became pretty entertaining which was cool so so like being being relatively new to golf like if you have you gone back and watched like the jean vandeveld Carnusty. Can't say we have. Unless no. I don't want to speak <laughs> sounds, for everybody sounds here. Like but <laughs> sounds like a different language. No, that is, all right, that is. All right, so it's this French guy named Jean. It's this, it's this French guy named Jean Vandeville. I can't remember what year it was. It was, it was like early 2000s. The dude is just running away with the British Open. Like he is, he is you know, nobody can stop him. Um, and then he ends up, so Carnusty, the, the, the uh, Barry Byrne kind of, um, crosses the hole like three times on 18. It's like 470 yard par four. Really hard hole. And you know what? I won't even spoil it for you. Just Does go watch it. It? Like, it is it is the most spectacular <laughs> collapse in the history of golf. It is unbelievable. Wow. So like it like that would that would be a content idea for you guys. Like go back and watch like famous like, like very notable golf moments that you have no idea what's going to happen and just react in like real time <laughs> to them. We'll do reaction fun. videos. Yeah. Well, that's like yeah. the, the but people's yeah, that couch. But yeah, like, that one's at the top of the list. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that. I mean, it sounds interesting. It's not that I like crave a meltdown necessarily. You just want like a bit of a horse race, you know? And especially, oh, yeah. you know, like going into it too, like, you know, Lexi not being necessarily one of my favorite golfers. It's just like, oh, damn, like, you know. Yeah. I was well, very I much Randall, like, for her. I was going to say, like, I've never, well, no, I've never really found myself liking to watch her. What you said about her seeming happier this weekend, I would completely agree with that. I don't know if that was because she was winning, of course, but I feel like in past tournaments, she's just hard to watch and she's not fun to follow along. But I did find myself Sunday morning. I was like, okay, let's do it. Like, cool. Good for her. And now I'm completely on the other side of the fence now. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's definitely like, I, I find myself. I think it was endearing that like the whole process and just, you know, like she, like she may not have met the media, but she, she went and signed autographs afterwards. And like, I think there's something there to where like, she'll, she'll definitely grow from this. And I think this will be a, a positive in her career in the long run. Cause it kind of solidifies like, Hey, you, you do have to be positive and you do have to be upbeat and not, you know, you gotta be present. Right. Um, but you know, like it was crazy just on the start, like I was watching last night and, you know, love him or hate him, like Brandel was like, yeah, like she missed the she missed the the center of her putter on the first or second hole by like almost an inch, right? She like she almost like whipped the putt on one, and he was like, from that point on, you, and, and 
and she hit some really good putts all day, like lag putts. But man, she like it was just it felt like she was hanging on by a thread there by twelve or thirteen, and then you know, and then you're thinking, all right, there's no way she can mess this up because sixteen and seventeen are both par fives, and she has she has all the length in the world, and then you know, sure enough. Like just watch it play out and it was, it was like watching a train wreck in slow motion so, yeah. that reminds me I am very surprised every time I find out that she is six feet tall wait I think I just found that out right yes. now yeah, so I'm surprised, surprised right? like, I'm surprised by that she is super yeah. proportional as a, a nearly six foot tall person not as proportional I, I feel like we look very different yeah, she looks like, like a, a normal sized person yeah. Yeah. yeah she's built like a normal run of the middle five seven five eight. if you, ask, if you <laughs> yeah. ask me well that would be a fun game yeah. guess the height of the tour player we will do that in the future that's a good one yeah like we remember remember Monday there's such a wide variation there's such a wide variation with you know especially with the lpga ladies but yeah i mean and she's she's cut up too like this yeah. year yeah she's strong up you know in person like she's got some definition in her arms and like she she works her ass off in the oh yeah yeah so. yeah i um we definitely tell she's strong i've been i've got two things one is that i can't for the life of me find anywhere on the internet why she wears the ladybug earrings I know they're lucky, yeah, but like, just, what's up honestly, with those? Her whole style. I, I feel like I her look is from I, like a twelve-year-old. Yeah, I don't. I, do we want to get into that? I hate her style. Is that bad? I hate it. Whispering hate it. it. Her and Brooke Henderson. I hate the way they dress. I, do yeah. we have to cut the, that the, out? The though? I don't want to get like. I'm not trying to start anything, but like, I just don't like. Well, their no, no, no. That, oh, this can be our hot or not cut section. Anything out. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. the hot or not. I mean, I do think I'm a I'm a huge Brooke fan. I think I think Brooks attire needs to needs the to sunglasses and the visor and the capris all together are just like the capris what, are like, bad and the earrings. It's yeah. it's all three things together that like really just and then Lexi with the earrings and the you know just like kind of like and the clips the hair clips yeah clips. the one that drives me nuts is Paula Creamer with all oh, the, the all the flare going on and the the pink panther <laughs> and, and though. she's been doing that she's been doing that since since she was you know sophomore in high school like there's stories from her at ajga banquets like she brought up pom-poms and like cheered for herself at, like an acceptance speech for oh. ajga player of the year wow. like you're like oh dude it's there's paula creamer stories galore if you go wow i've never even so. i didn't I, yeah that's another that's another player that i think like was before you know like hasn't been in the past few years yeah. like in the conversation so much and so like we've kind of missed it but that might be i mean i'm I, my job would drop hearing about somebody bringing pom-poms to them their own <laughs> whatever it was you know like I, pom-poms in general you shouldn't bring to a dinner um yeah that's just what i think um yeah i don't want to i don't Do want to rip their style apart but i mean on fashion like it is jarring how much better like the women bring the noise for the for the for the LPGA majors versus the guys, I feel like wear their stuff every week, and then during majors they just they somehow they choose the worst like they're <laughs> forced to wear the worst stuff you can possibly imagine those weeks, and then they match them all up too. Right. Like, whereas I feel like the the women have some latitude and, and you know can wear some. Yeah, because they don't get anything for Mel free. Reed they don't get as many things for free, so they get yeah, to just true. pick whatever they want. Yeah. I thought Mel Reed's outfit on Saturday was my favorite outfit of the whole tournament. Mel's always dressed like a just a complete like she's always so you know cool half golfer, half like snowboarder, yeah. half yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly she's what it is. She's so she's so fucking cool. Yeah. Looks so yeah, chill so all cool. the time. 
I really loved her Instagram post this weekend. Uh, um, I have it up already, actually. <laughs> Just like making fun of herself. Her most recent one was hands up if you enjoyed shooting 14 over on the weekend <laughs> in that really cool outfit from Saturday. Oh, yeah. um, and then she had another post to her fiance because it was her fiance's birthday. And I was like, I promise I won't shoot 74 or whatever she had shot, uh, which I think is funny. I like the uh, the lightness of it. But yeah, her, yeah, her's delightful. Yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like so many people shot like wildly high scores that like yeah. it was kind of funny, you know? Like, <laughs> what else are you gonna do at that point? But like, be like, wow, can you believe that I like shot an eighty at the U.S. Open? <laughs> you know? Because I mean, it didn't look easy. I didn't like, and personally too, I wasn't bothered by like the high scores. Like, I think that like drove it home how like very insanely difficult it was that like you know, like Nellie Corda missed the cut, right? Cause she was going in like, I mean, from the people I talked to and from our pool buying away the favorite. So like, it just yeah. messed up everybody's pool that like she didn't make the cut. And yeah. so like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of like fun personally. It was definitely a proper, proper U S open. Yeah, blood um, yeah. Which is, you know, I think what you, what you want to see out of the U S open at least every two or three years. Well, we wanted to, so, touch whereas, you, you know, Next year at Pine Needles will be a little bit should be a little bit easier, and then Lancaster will be they could they could make Lancaster super hard in twenty three, and then Pebble they could do. I have no idea what they're going to set Pebble up like in twenty four, but I think at the end of the day it's like just seeing that all right the ladies are going to Pebble in twenty four they're going to St Andrews here in the next few years like it's it's so freaking cool that like it, a it's shocking and crazy that they've never that the ladies have never played a U.S. Women's Open at Pebble or a, a you know, British Women's Open at, uh, at at the old course, like the literal home of golf. But, hey, like, might as well start now, right? Yeah, hey, better late than never, as yeah. somebody who's always late. Sorry. And I feel like I'm, like, sitting <laughs> in a zoo out here. You're probably hearing crickets and birds. And I was actually stuff. wondering what that was. Stuff. Kind of soothing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm peaceful. glad that you brought up a zoo. We won't get into our usual zoo questions. Um, whenever someone they're your, up a zoo, they're your questions, not ours. I just love talking about zoos. I don't know what's more fun than that. I was gonna say we're kind of coming up on time already, but I did want to touch really briefly, Tron, on the amateur star Mega. Okay, how do you pronounce Mega Gane? Gane. Gane. Yeah. Ghana? See, you said Ghana. it differently. You I thought it was Ghana. I said it differently. Is it not Ghana? Did I no, say I think Ghana? It, you said, you said I Ghana. I think it's Ghana. I think Kiki, Haley, and I all said it Ghana. And you said Ghana. Oh, that was the other way. I think it's I'm Ghana. Okay. Anyway. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious, Tron, to know why you were not impressed by her. Um, well, I was super <laughs> really impressed. That's the headline. No, Tron wasn't God, impressed. Is, Tron was not impressed. This is Randy being notes. a dipshit. Yeah, this is Randy being a dipshit and saying uh, she was – my my criticism of her was was almost a compliment in that she was so polished and so like she's so Stanford, right? That like is she's a funny description. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you know, it's like it's a it's a much like you know you 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 could say somebody's so Duke, but that would mean something completely oh, yeah. different. Like Stanford <laughs> is like harmless, but also like they're they're almost too put together, right? To where I'm like, yo, you're 17, like you're not supposed to be this. This mature Perfect. and advanced and like have this much poise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a quick fun so. fact is that Friday was actually my last day of work at my old job. I started a new job today. 
and my boss at work took me to play golf for my last day, which was really nice. And we played. He belongs to Matitaconk National in New Jersey, which is where, That's where she practices. She practices. Right? So on Friday, she was like yeah. winning, and everybody at the course was like really freaking out about it. And like Dan, my boss, had picked her in the pool, but also got fucked by Nelly Corda. Turns out, <laughs> as did everybody. But it was just like it was just like a really cool, like fun, like everybody was like get this like a 17 year old girl is like winning um it was really cool there's nothing cooler than being at, at a course or a club where like you know whoever is in contention is or like unexpectedly in yeah. contention is a member or plays at that club and everybody gathers around in the in the grill or the bar or they'll put a big tv up on the back porch and mm-hmm. like People go nuts, yeah. and, and it kind of builds and builds and builds throughout the week. Yeah, it was exciting. Times. So I was rooting for her hard after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was totally. a joy to watch. She was, she was just so cute and fun. Yeah. I, and I very was, polished. She was, she was delightful. And her putting her putting was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, like the one she made on 18, for instance, just smoothest stroke, like perfect pace. It was going to go maybe a foot, foot and a half by, like just really, really confident you know, swaggy putter, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yeah, and very interestingly too, she has no social media. So um so if anyone's listening that knows her, we would like to throw our hats in the ring um for creating her Instagram, which obviously we have um experience doing, creating Instagram accounts. As you can see, Gruder Golf started as an Instagram account that was impersonating Kirsten Gruder and here we are. So um we've had some Cure, measure of success. Curating. Curating Instagram. Accounts. Here we yes. are. That, that is I our mean, specialty. I would sell it for like a Twitter. You know, Instagram's so easy. I mean, TikTok, I'm not going to mess with. Um, I'm surprised she doesn't like a Visco or something. I was assuming that she had like some sort of secret one that her parents maybe didn't know about that maybe like all this. I bet she has a burner. <laughs> she must have a burner, like a Finsta. At 17, it'd be like, uh, why wouldn't you have one? Why wouldn't you be curious? Do you think that she keeps any secrets from her parents? That's what I'm saying. That's like, yo, you're too polished. Yeah, yeah she yeah, needs yeah. to live a little. Flaws. We need to like Give bring some... her out and smoke cigarettes with her yeah. or something. Yeah, we need to, <laughs> exactly. we need to corrupt her. <laughs> <laughs> we need to teach her the ways of the world. Well, let's bring her to an event. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't think that's should. the right place for a 17-year-old. You don't... Uh, true, I forget that she's 17, shit. 17? Um, she's a junior in high school. Yeah. yeah. Which, I forget that people can't drink under 21, technically. Well, yeah, technically. Technically frowned right. upon. Like, publicly. Publicly. <laughs> um, so we do have a few a few questions from um, the listeners, uh, Tron, for you. Yeah. Um, maybe we... I don't know if this is... This wasn't... Uh, targeted at you necessarily but what do you predict you would or could shoot at the olympic club you actually you played it though so what i mean do you mind sharing yeah uh <laughs> i mean i played it I, yeah, I played it left-handed so i'm like a 16 left-handed uh i think i shot i think i shot 107 with an 11 or 12 on on number 18 uh so other than that i think i, I would have broken i would have broken 100 Pretty good. Um, and we were playing from the same tees as they were, but I think righty probably. Imagine I probably shoot like probably right around 80, 81. Um, you know, and then granted, like we didn't have the same green speeds and all that, so probably add a couple shots to that. Where I would say like like that, I think that's the biggest misconception of you know where people are like, oh, like you know, the scratch men's player at my club could could just go out and compete on the LPGA. Or like no, like you're you're a moron. Like, they're, 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 they're so much, 
they are so much better than you and they're so good with their wedges and um you know it's yeah it's it's a totally different ball game um you know especially on a course like that where it's just it's good to see them playing you know playing proper like proper championship venues as well yeah I mean, I think I probably would have shot like a 200, maybe. I was thinking 200. I, mean, I played that really was the number in my this head. Weekend. <laughs> this weekend, I played really, 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 like shockingly badly, which is weird because I felt like I wasn't playing that badly. And then at the end, we added it up, and I was like, oh my God. Um, the biggest thing, though, like, there's no, there's not really that many places to, like, get in. I mean, you can get some of those bunkers and not get out, or, like, have some really bad lies in the rough, but it's not like you're hitting it in the water. Like, there's no water, right? So you're. Like it's just a slow bleed. You're just making double after double after double. Add a triple in there, that, that sort of thing. So it's, I think you'd probably, if you focused, like, whenever we talk about this question, we always say, like, all right, what's your intent at the beginning of the day? Are you trying to, are you trying to shoot the lowest score you possibly can? Or are you trying to, like, create the highest floor you possibly can? Because I think there's... They're like two different things where if you just accept your limitations and just try to get the ball in the hole in the fewest amount of strokes, uh, you know, and kind of play within yourself, like you could probably shoot a lot better than you think, but your your ceiling is much lower. I like that mentality. That makes sense. It does make sense. Um, and then one other question actually <laughs> is, well, we kind of touched on this for a second. I think it is pretty interesting. Um, hop 20. I'm not sure that is. I need to look that up. Um, but it says, should post-round pressers be mandatory for p- players that lost? I think they should be. I mean, it's like, you know, everybody watched you all week, and, and everybody, I think it's I think it, it's kind of flattering, right? Everybody wants to hear what you have to say and, and is invested in not only you at that moment, but also, like, how you're going to come back from this, right? And I know that's not the easiest, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to swallow, but... But at the end of the day, like I think there's there's also probably some personal growth to be had from that too, where you know you can you can let people in, kind of use it as, as something. You know, I totally get it if you know if it's if you've had multiple heartbreaks right in a row or something like that, and you know, or you're dealing with personal tragedy or something like then yeah, there's exceptions to be made. But at the end of the day, like you know, people treat the media like they're the they're the enemy or they're they're these evil guys and it's like no like it's they're you know like beth ann nichols or on cyrac or any of these like people out there covering the lpga tour like they're trying to tell your story to the fans and you know good bad indifferent um you know if you if you have a cause that you really care about they're the ones telling them that too so you know i think you got to take the you got to take the bad with the good right? yeah wow i can't imagine not wanting to talk to beth ann nichols <laughs> She right? seems like, she's like the coolest person. Dying to talk she'll like to her. give you a she'll give you a hug afterwards and be like, "Oh my, like I appreciate you answering these questions." Like you know, and then like and then she's almost like a mentor as you go along, and like she's she's like rooting for you as you progress in your career, right? But I think you have to let people in. Yeah, yeah, well, love it. Um, so what do we think? Do we want to talk about mixed troubles, or do we want to do some? Yeah, gripes? little 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 plug. I think we can do a little plug and then the final question. Wrap it up. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about the final questions. Yeah. Wow. I could tell you were forgetting. I, yep, didn't even think about them. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what, A, I want to know what you guys talked to Neil about for 
hmm. you know, an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows? There's a lot there. Covered a lot yeah. of a lot of ground. We were soul searching. I told yeah. you. Yeah. If you if you want, you can come on again for more personal interviews. <laughs> or we can ask yeah, more this personal. Yeah, this more was a U.S. Women's Open interview. This was not. Yeah, this, yeah, was, so this, this doesn't like really count. You know? um, but we can we can you know come back for the you know behind the music, um, e true Hollywood story if you'd like. Anytime, anytime, really. Sorry, I look super creepy now. It's like yeah, dark. I want everyone to know that you're now a silhouette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't see your face at Back all. Back porch. Back porch. You um, can't even see your eyes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, well, let's do the mixed troubles at the end. We'll do the, the final questions. Okay. All right. I'd like to do the honors. Haley. One, one each. Oh, that's a good no, idea. Sure. I'll, I'll start it off. To prep. Oh yeah, we didn't tell you in advance, like, but it's gonna be true but i have a feeling you'll know uh what is your favorite club in the bag oh my gosh uh lefty or righty bag Ooh, let's go lefty knowing that you're playing okay sure both (laughs) lefty it's my 52 degree wedge also my favorite shots with my 52 that that i can't hit righty like interesting i I have the chipping yips righty and lefty i just they just magically go away and then righty i would say my driver i just like I get, I get worse as the clubs get shorter. Yeah. So my driver's probably the best club in the bag, and then as you get down to the putter, it just, it just devolves. That is quite the spectrum between left and right. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I also love my fifty-two. That you found in the trash. It's just a versatile club. Yeah, I found mine in the trash. I picked it up right out yeah. of the garbage. <laughs> On the side. What of kind of club? What kind of wedge? Cleveland. Cleveland Wedge, 52. There's actually two of them. My friend has the other one. Um, yeah, just laying in a trash can in New York City. And <laughs> now it's my favorite club. Pre-COVID, she there picked it up. Neil, yeah. So Neil played this, uh, my brother Neil played this Ram, this Ram Wedge that he found in like the bargain bin at PGA Tour Superstore when we were probably, you know, 12. And he played the thing until like the grooves spooned out on it. And he would hit every shot with it no matter... It was a 54 degree, I think, but same kind of thing. He just basically found it, and then, like, I, you know, I, I'm convinced that he would be a lower handicap today if he still had that wedge. Wow. Wow. It was like an extension of things. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Personality club. When so. we asked him. Yeah, he didn't um, bring it up. Okay, the other question, the next question is What is your favorite nightclub, which can also be a bar or a restaurant, and it can be anywhere in the world? Gosh, night. Oh, okay, so we would prefer if you nightclub. answered nightclub, but some people don't <laughs> have that as an answer, and they'll say a bar or a restaurant. My God! Well, so I'm yeah, I'm thirty. How old am I? Thirty-four, thirty-five. Uh, I have two. I have two kids under the age of five. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can't remember the last time I was in a nightclub. Um, but gosh, um, bar wise. Hmm. My wife and I, we went on our honeymoon to, Cro- we went sailing in Croatia wow. and there's a, there's a really, really cool bar, um, on the Northern side of the Island of, uh, I always pronounce it wrong. It's Flar, but it's H V A R. Oh, oh yeah. It's, and it's like, they've got like these treehouse chairs in it and all that. It's by far my favorite. Like, it, it, like there was a bunch of like, you know, there's there's like Russian oligarchs with massive yachts parked out in the harbor, and it was just like one of the more outrageous places I've ever been. But also like just really, really 
like it takes me back to a great great place so love, love an exotic answer like that yeah and then the final question is your dream foursome living or dead celebrity or non-celebrity golfer or non-golfer Hmm. Uh, gosh, I mean, the corny answer would be like, oh, my brother. <laughs> no, well, no, actually, I'm not, I'm not which one of that. the NLU guys would you cut out of it? <laughs> well, there's, yeah. Would you leave? No, I would say uh, if Randy and I were playing like an alt shot or something like that, I would say Randy. But no, I, I won't go any of the NLU guys because that would be boring. Um, I would say God, living or dead. Um, Spencer Levine is like one of my favorite players ever. I just, I just find him endlessly fascinating. So him, um, I would probably say, uh, gosh, second would be, I gotta go Arnold Palmer just cause, you know, just kind of, he was the, he was the guy. Um, and then third, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think she's. I think she's got some swag, and I'd love to see her come back. And I think it would be. I'm gonna, you know, women's golf podcast here. Lorena Ochoa. Oh, wow. I think. I think. I think Lorena Ochoa is. If, I, I. I have so many. So many questions to ask her. She's <laughs> so, freaking good, and to be able to walk away at, at your peak like that is, I think, something that is both. Like kind of befuddles me, but also I respect the hell out of because she wanted to raise a family and, and do all that. So, um, yeah, I'd say those that would be my force. Wow, that's cool. And those are all golfers. So if it was, you know, I'm sure there's other, you know, like if, if we expanded it outside of golf, I'm sure there's others. But yeah, that would be that would be my golf, like my very specific golf course. That's pretty good. No Tiger Woods. No either. Tiger Woods either. We did notice that we get a lot of yeah. Tiger Woods yeah. on here. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tiger. You know, I just I don't know. I just think I would be so I would be so focused on Tiger that I wouldn't I wouldn't pay any attention to the other two. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would be. A wouldn't good be fair to everyone else in the force. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I would never pick him because he would just like hate playing golf with me. So I wouldn't want to subject him to that. <laughs> it would make me like we would neither one of us would have a good time because I like wouldn't be able to <laughs> deliver. So that's not even in the not even on my short list actually. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think, oh, well, we want to mention Mixed Troubles, too. So yeah. we're going to let Tron go. Um, however, we do want to put in a little plug. Um, we're doing an event with NLU in September, on the 11th of September. Um, it's called Mixed Troubles. So it is a mixed doubles event. Not necessarily couples. There doesn't need to be, like, a romantic um, inclination to the team. Um, there can be, of course, if that's your thing. But it's just a male-identifying and female-identifying team. Um, and we're going to be keeping score too. That's new for us. Mm-hmm. So that's new. Yeah. That's, that's, new, that's new territory. New. It will yeah. be our second well, score keeping event. We've to get hosted. our hand ca- handicaps for it. We've had to yeah. do it to get the handicap for this specifically. So I feel like this is, this is probably though, like probably one of the best things. It's like fertile ground for, for finding sandbaggers, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. People who are. Very, very, very good golfers who just don't know it yet. Yeah, right? yes. And that's what the Gruder Golf Girls will be. And so yeah. tickets, I think, are open now for Nest members and for Gruder Golf Girls, Gruder Golf Ladies Club members, um, and might be opening to the general public if um, if it doesn't fill up. But we don't really anticipate that will happen. So we'll we'll have to see. But it should be so very if you're fun. Interested? Tell sign me. up to be a member right away. Yeah. 
Tell me, tell me about, is it, is it Wachung Valley? Yes. Yep. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. I'm, I'm never sure how to pronounce it. Wachung Valley looks awesome. It's great. What's your experience there? Just I've like, actually talk a little played bit the there twice. Um, it's very, very chill. That's why we reached out to them initially. Um, it's beautiful, though. I played there in the fall, and it was, like, extremely picturesque. I think, I don't know if September might be a little bit early for all the leaves changing, um, but it's, like, really hilly. Um, it's, like, out in Jersey, so um, it, it feels, like, far away from the city, kind of, even though it's not that far away. It's, like, about 45 minutes away. I don't really remember all that much about the course itself, <laughs> like, the holes, <laughs> um, but... We'll see. That means you had It'll a good a time. Surprise. Out there, like, it, 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 like as Neil always says, it was about a lot more than golf out yeah, there today. Exactly. Right? That's that's kind yeah, of yeah. And this day will be too. So everybody sign up. It's going to be a very very good time. Um, I'm really really excited. I haven't been well. I'm excited for all the events, obviously, but yeah, it's tough to pick a favorite. It's like a favorite kid. But I'm excited for this one because it is a new yeah. format for us and yeah, it's right. new territory. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. All right. Well, we didn't talk about any songs or anything, so I don't know. Maybe do you want to request what your walkout song will be? At some point, maybe all of this. We don't have licenses for any of it, so, like, who knows um, how long it will last. But if you had to pick a a song for your send-off, what would it be, Tron? Uh, It would be... It would be Forgot About (laughs) Dre. Love it. That's good. In the Chronic 2001. That's, like, either that or... uh, Whitney Houston's Oh, will I know. oh shoot. Okay. Well, now that's two really that's good options, good. and now we have to roll yeah. the dice. But yeah. we'll we'll find something good. Um, but thank you so much for coming Thanks on so much. and sharing all yeah. of your yeah. all of your insight and your wisdoms. Learned a lot. Yeah, we'd love to do it again sometime. We'll do we'll do one that's not not made. Right, right. We'll do your soul searching session. Yeah, okay. yeah. and we'll dig a little bit deeper like into yeah. you and like a as, as a golfer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. maybe even raise tarot cards or something. Oh. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of scar tissue there. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of things to dig into. So. Lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. We'll make sure we have yeah, a lot of time yeah. for it. Yeah. A three-part episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, absolutely Thanks anytime. We'll talk to you Thanks soon. Thanks so much. Um, so till next time, hang loose, swing easy, and we will see you out there. Done. Cool. Good stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Know me, still the same OG, but I've been low key. Hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals and no G's, no wheels and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles and no skis. Mad at me because I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Did y'all think I'ma let my dough freeze? Hold please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you the ODs? Ice cubes and DOCs, the Snoop Deal double G's, and a group that said motherfuck the police. Gave you a tape full of dope beats to bump when you stroll through in your hood. And when your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor they told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that I turn pop or the fern flop, y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. So fuck y'all, all of y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. Y'all are gonna keep fucking around with me and turn me back to the old me. Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade Nowadays, everybody wanna talk like they got something to say But nothing comes out when they move their lips Just a bunch of gibberish And motherfuckers act like they forgot about trade So what do you say to somebody you hate? What? Or anyone trying to bring trouble your way? One of us off 